Welcome to episode 26 of Bourbon and Blood. Tonight we do Dead Alive, and in this I uh, push Anne to the brink of throwing up with one of the most grotesque movies ever. Almost happened. Almost. And here's the music. back. Uh, I'm Danny, joined as ever by... Anne. And we are discussing Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead from 1992. A.k.a. and almost barfs everywhere. And we are drinking Monkey Bite. It's a mixed drink I found online called Monkey Bite. It's a mix of rum with Red Bull. So I'll either be up all night or pass out immediately. <laughs> We'll see. So this is a, a film by Peter Jackson. It is? Yes. So he did like a few horror movies. Like he did Bad Taste, which is the weird like creature looking dudes that take over our neighborhood. He did The Frighteners. This was all before he started to jump into the Lord of the Rings King Kong universe. I am shocked. But, okay, so it opens on Skull Island. Yep. That was Skull Island is King Kong Island, He was right? obsessed with King Kong before he did the King Kong movie. So that's why this was in Skull Island. That was his... It's a little homage. Toss back. Interesting. I like that. I know you have like four pages of notes on I this. took a lot of notes. Maybe Dang. I'll do the sen- One, two, like setup. Three, and then you can tell me your thoughts on those scenes. Yeah. Sounds good. Alright, so we open on Skull Island and we have like the most badass New Zealand zoo official in the world. Like, I don't expect New Zealand officials to be this badass. Ooh, I did not like him. I well, I, mean, I do not like New Zealand's answer to Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> he is in charge and rude. Well, he was rude, but he like was a badass. Like, he macheted shit, he fought back against the he fought back against the tribe who was like, don't take that fucking monkey off the island because it's dangerous as shit. And he was like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to just mow you down with a gun and take this monkey and then it's going to cause... He this. did get what was coming to him. One does not just go to a land where there's a tribe. Like, if I made a venture out to like some crazy island where there's a like a tribe that does not interact with international society. I'm going to that island knowing full well that I'm probably going to die. And like I should because that's if that's what they do, like I'm walking into their land being he, like, yeah. He did have a piece of paper that said he had the right to be there. Do you think they give a fuck about permits? They absolutely do not. He steals the monkey, he gets on the jeep, the monkey, the jeep, like, hits a rock, and the monkey, like, scratches, bites him in many places, and then when they get further away, the people he hired to help him get off the island are like, oh, fuck. You got bit by a monkey, the bad monkey that they told you not to take off the island. First, they chop off his hand, and then they chop off his arm. Well, then they're like, oh, whoops, we chopped off the wrong hand. No, it's, he was scratched a bit in all those places. They kept finding him. Oh, they kept finding him. And then I they thought, find one on his head. I thought they realized. I thought, <laughs> I thought they that were like. That would be funnier. I thought they were like, fuck, he got, he got bit on his arm and they just like 
chopped off his arm, and then they saw the scratch on the other arm, and then we're like, oh, fuck. We We made a mistake. Let's fix it. Oh, it's on his face. We screwed up. I wish. I wish. Oh, that's wonderful. Then we had, like, the beautiful, like, cut scene of, like, era that's from where the plane's flying through the sky, but it looks fake as hell. Well, it's, like, the 1950s. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it cuts to, like, you know, Pleasantville, USA. I wrote down the little town and all the cars that were driving around. I said it looked like, is it Toonville? The, it did from look Roger like Roger Raget. Roger Raget. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> But, like, not animated. Like, but it looked like the cars that they would have used in, like, the buildings to animate Roger Rabbit. It was adorable and quaint. <laughs> I'm sure it was beautiful. So then we get introduced to Bakita and her family. Let's talk about her family. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if it was her family at first or just some, like, crazy old people that she, like, works with at that little convenience store. But no, it's, like, her grandparents. Yeah, they, they officially announced it later when yeah. she's like, my grandmother had visions about uh, you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we have the tarot card reader grandma, and then we have, man, just the most disgusting grandpa. Like, he's slurping down, I don't even know what food he was eating. He's probably buddies with Big Ronnie. Oh, yeah, he did remind me of Big Ronnie. Like, just gross, slurping down food and yelling at the women. There's this delivery boy that she's kind of hot for, right? And then her grandma reads her tarot cards to see if, like, if he's in the cards. Yeah, he's if he's the one. Oh, no, it says something about some mysterious young man is the one. A white knight. Yeah, a white knight, and there's a little symbol on the card. And then guess what? Lionel comes in the store, places his order for the week, knocks over the pencils, and guess what forms when he knocks over the pencils? Do you really think that looked like a moon and star, though? Like, I would not have taken that as a moon and star. I would have just took it as a mess. No, I would have been like, thanks, you dick, for knocking over all my (laughs) fucking pencils. Get out of here. And she was like, 100% gung-ho after hearing the tarot card of, like, marrying and being with the next guy. Long as that symbol shows up. She's like, I'm with him no matter what. Like, she's annoyed of Lionel, but as soon as she sees that star-moon situation, she's like, you are the one for me forever. And she's just dedicated to the cards. So then we get introduced to Vera, Lionel's obsessive, crazy mom. Kooky mama. She doesn't like bugs. That's our first meeting with her is Lionel comes home and she's yelling about the bugs in the house and that he needs to get the place exterminated. To that, I say, Vera, my dear, if you don't want bugs, don't live in the fucking southern hemisphere. I don't know if you're aware of this, but New Zealand and Australia have fucking big-ass terrifying bugs and that's where you live, so fucking deal with it. Sorry, sister. I think I saw, like, the word kiwi four times in this movie, and it just made me so happy. I just keep thinking of, you know, Flight of the Concords. I just love New Zealand. Well, you know, I love New Zealand, too, but I don't know if you know this. New Zealand and Australia have, like, a they have a thing. They're enemies. Not really, really enemies, but, like, <laughs> there's a thing where, like, you're either New Zealand or Australia... Oh, I did know that from Flight of the Concords. I am Team Australia. What? Emma is from Australia. I love Emma, but I'm still Team New Zealand because 
I would never um, visit Australia. I would visit New Zealand. I would visit Australia. And, I, like, I love New you Zealand. Would die. I love Flight of the Concords. You know this. But Emma is one of my numero unos in Australia. I have to, like, I have to stand by her. That woman, do you know, she got drunk one time at my house and, like, stood up at, like, 1.30 in the morning and, like, belted the Australian national anthem and, like, started crying. She was, it was, like... It was the most moving thing I've ever seen. Like, that fucking woman loves her fucking country. She loves Australia. It's just so terrifying. There's so many big... Every animal and bug could kill you. Do you know what? One time, she was taking a shower, right? And she got out of the shower, and she, like, pulled her towel off of the towel bar. There was a fucking snake wrapped around her towel bar. That's terrifying. I thought (gasps) you were going to say, like, a a spider the size of your head or something. No, but then one time, another time, she was, like, going around her dad's house with the realtor, like, her dad's old house, and there was, like, a giant snake skin, like, hanging from the ceiling. Like, a huge snake skin. That's that's fucking creepy. Sorry, Australia. (laughs) Lionel and Bakista, Bakita, Bakita go on a date to To the the zoo. zoo. Which is a great first date. I just ha- like I wrote down kudos, kids, because that is that's a stellar first date. That was all Bakita. She was like tricking him into doing it. She's like, what? She was trying to like she was what? screwing How up the language. Zoo? How do you say zoo? I was like I or me to the zoo, and she's like, no, you want to go to the zoo. Do you, I want to uh, go in the zoo? Is what she said. I want to go to the said, zoo. No, you want to go to the zoo, and she said. Yes, I would love to go to the Boom. zoo. Boom. That's how you get the men, ladies. Yeah, that girl, she knows how to work it. I like her. And she has super cute dresses, too. Uh, so they go to the zoo. The lion did not have a big enough cage. I was very upset about that. I wrote it in giant letters. And I don't even like big cats. They freak me out. I don't care. Fuck you, big cats. But that lion should have a little more room. What's the government agency in charge of animals? Is it EPA? Not EPA. They're environmental protection. Mm. Whoever's in charge of, like, make sure animals' rights are taken care of. I, I mean, like, I guess you could say PETA, but, like, PETA is the worst. Like, a government is PETA agency? in New Zealand? <laughs> what do you mean, like, a government? Oh, the ASPCA. Yeah. Whoa. ASPCA? No way. Are you, are you impressed that I knew that? You just... Toss that out there. You know, I've watched a lot of Sarah McLaughlin animal <laughs> donation commercials. <laughs> ASPCA, 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 or WLWL, same thing. WLWL. Well, we're not even done with the zoo. Remember the WLWL is coming over? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but first, let's get back to the zoo. I was like, <laughs> what? So we get like the craziest zookeeper guy, like spouting off the whole history of this this rat monkey, the rats that came off the boats that raped the monkeys of the island and became, like, demon creatures that the locals use for black magic. Wow, I did that pretty well. That's pretty much exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. That's why we have this most amazing-looking claymation rat monkey thing. It... You first get the glimpse of rat monkey when they're just going to look at regular monkeys. And one sassy little monkey, like throws an apple at Lionel and whatever the fuck her name is. And she laughs and is like, oh, you silly monkey, and throws it back at the cage. And then you see, like, this creepy little hand reach out and grab it, and then it's the rat monkey. No, you see 
a monkey reach out and grab it, but then the rat monkey oh, grabs yeah. the other monkey. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I always see, like, a monkey get torn apart. Yeah. I didn't watch any of the credits, but I hope no animals were hurt in the filming of this movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure they weren't. It's the called rat, a Samian Radicus. The rat monkey looked like something out of, like, one of the lost episodes of, like, Pee Wee Herman. Like that like that secret episode that they never aired. There's footage of it, but <laughs> one person has it. That's what this looked like. It was Did fun. you ever watch Bump in the Night? It was on ABC. Are you fucking Oh, I'm not kidding, kidding. me? That reminded me of Danny? something from Bump in the Night. <laughs> this makes me want to jump up and run around <laughs> the living room like I did in Game of Thrones <laughs> when Arya came in and just... <laughs> I loved Bump in the Night. I did too. And nobody fucking knows what it is except my sister. And so I feel like I'm living in some kind of shared delusion with her when no. we talk about it because nobody else ever mentioned it. Watched a lot of it. I watched that reboot a lot. Did you ever watch Reboot? Oh my god, I, yeah, because it was on before <laughs> I Bump in the to Night. to cry. <laughs> oh my god, Reboot. <laughs> I loved. Let me tell you though, I watched You're Reboot a couple of years right ago. Now. I know. You're it's welling up. We're, we're connecting on a deeper level than even before, and I didn't even think that was possible. I watched Reboot a couple of years ago, because I was like, oh my god, nostalgic, I'm gonna watch Reboot, because I found it online. It does not hold up. Does Let me just tell night? you. I haven't found Bump in the Night. Let's find Bump in the Night soon. I bet Andrew could find it. Oh. We could put oh. it all on plaques, and the kids could watch it. Oh, they would love it. They're at the zoo, and Mama, Creep Mom, is like spying on her son because her son's on a date, and that's not cool. Mama wants to keep him close. So where does she sit? Next to Rat Monkey Cage. She like stumbles next to Rat Monkey Cage, and then Rat Monkey bites on to Mama. You know what? Serves you right. That's what you get for fucking creeping. We need to call her Mum, because that's what he calls her the whole movie, Mum. M-U-M? Is that how you mom? There were a few points in this movie where she looked almost a little bit like Michael Caine in drag. Like, <laughs> not a lot, but there were certain little, like, angles where I'm like, that looks like Michael Caine in a real shitty wig and dress. Like, Maybe it was Michael Caine. It's early 90s. Getting into his roles. Getting into yeah, his roles. Yeah, I don't roles. know. He's Michael just... Caine has been acting for And he's decades. a superb actor. My None of the people from this movie went on to do shit besides starring small parts in Lord of the Rings. I don't have my phone, but can you look if Michael Caine has ever won an Academy Award real quick? Yep. Because while he has nothing to do with this film that we're talking about, <laughs> I really need to know that right now. And if Michael Caine has not won an Academy Award, I'm going to eat my own face. Oh my God. On this podcast live. <laughs> Michael Caine has I mean, won was... two Oscars. Oh, thank God. He won an Oscar for, for The Quiet American as the best actor in a leading role. I've never okay. seen that. Sure. And best acting actor in a supporting role in The Cider House Rules. Can I tell you, I feel like he should have gotten an, a fucking nomination for supporting actor for oh, no. Dark Knight Rises because he made me cry like five times in that movie. Oh, my gosh. What? Hannah and his sister is the other one he won one for. He only got nominated for The Quiet American. Did he get anything for Batman? No Batman nods? Aww. That's so rude. I feel like Batman, that whole franchise was shunned by the Academy 
And it really pisses me off because that that trilogy of movies is one of the finest pieces of filmmaking I have seen in my entire life. Like, I, agree. I fucking love it, and I don't because it was a superhero movie. It didn't get nominated. I feel like back like, then, superhero movies were not considered like nowadays. They're like, no, oh, there's so many half no, the movies out. But Batman is different from I all agree. of those other movies because it's it's a movie. About a guy who happens to be a superhero. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even mean to do this, but this is amazing tie-in. <sighs> I read online, and I wasn't going to mention it, because well, why the fuck would I? This movie in New Zealand made twice as much as Batman Returns when it came out in New Zealand, because they came out at the same time. Are you joking? This movie... Well, this is New Zealand, too, and it was also filmed. <laughs> it is New Zealand. It's New Zealand. But they had, like, three movies come I to the I didn't think I would need room. to bring that up, and you just helped me bring that up because we got out of Batman rant. That's great. Batman Returns is great, so. Man, we're... We're in sync here. We're synergizing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the movie. So she got bit, and she goes home, and we have this real disgusting... Yeah, Lionel like, cuts that date short and yeah. takes Mama home. Lionel... You're 35 years old or something. Like, you're old as fuck. Take your sweater vest collection and move out of your house. We've all uh, known that one dude that, like, stays with his parents way too long. And Lionel's that dude. Right. But maybe he just needs a friend to be like, brother, it is time to move on. I know Cut it's the tough. Your mom was bit by a rat monkey. And <laughs> things are really going to go south for you. Get out now. <laughs> oh, but he doesn't just leave. He stays with Rat Monkey Mom. So first, the WLWL is coming to visit. Mom made a big deal about this er- Mom made a big deal about this earlier. Um it's the ladies of the Welfare League. But wouldn't that be L just just L W L They said they said Ladies of the Welfare League when they came to the house. I'm like, what's the first W? You didn't say the first W. <laughs> is it Women's Ladies Welfare League? <laughs> Women's it Ladies is, Fancy Females it is Welfare now. League. It is now. So Women's they come, Ladies Welfare League. They come over, and Mom, who's already sick and dying, is like, Oh my god, I gotta get ready. And this is when we first, I mean... Wait, can I? Go I'm for it. so sorry. Do it. Can I interrupt you? So before they come over, Lionel's like cleaning his mom's wound, right? In the bed where she got bit. And <laughs> it's like this gaping like five inch hole in it's her like arm like a pulse like you can see inside her arm and he has like a single cotton ball that he's like <laughs> using to like clean it Dab and sop it. it up and i'm just like brother you are gonna need way more than one fucking cotton ball i think it's funny that same moment when he's cleaning that he's like let me call the nurse she's like you're gonna take care of me you can do it and that's when he's dabbing it with a cotton ball and it's so gross you guys because like he presses it and it like squirts on the picture frame of his deceased father who you think at this point has died because Lionel Lionel was drowning at sea and his dad rescued him, but as his dad was like climbing up the rocks, a wave came and got him, and oh, he got washed out to sea and he drowned. <laughs> and he drowned. <laughs> um, that's not what happened. No. We'll get back to that. But it's 
just super gross, and that's like the first really gross moment for me personally of a lot of gross moments of this film. I am fine with blood and gore. I am fine with that. I am fine with seeing people getting hacked up. I'm fine with seeing livers and body parts strewn about and things. I don't like seeing, like, I don't pus. even want to say it, pus. Like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like, and there was a lot of it in this thing, and it, there were many times in this movie I had to physically, like, turn my head and not watch. Like, I doodled a flower at some point on my notepad. I had no idea Anne was going to take this movie as hard as she did. I watched this when I was 16, and I fell in love with how just stupidly disgusting this movie was. It's clearly, like, gross to be funny. And, like, I've watched it almost once a year since. Like, it's one of my favorite zombie movies. Like, the end scene is the most intense zombie scene I've ever seen. Like, you get every single trope of a zombie scene. And, like, I I think I just blocked out in my head how gross this could be to someone else. Because to me, I'm like, this is hilarious. This is crazy. She did not handle it well. <laughs> like I said, the blood and guts part doesn't bother me. Like, the whole end scene with the lawnmower, go for it. Like, fine. It took about 20 minutes, but <laughs> sure, whatever. Go for it. But, like, the scene where they're, like, in the kitchen. I was about to say, I knew after you kind of, like, I saw your face when you saw the pus squirt on the dad's picture. And then I was like, oh, my God, the breakfast di- or the dinner party is coming up. And I know she's not going to handle that well. I didn't. So they go to this dinner party with the fancy ladies of New Zealand, whatever. Well, it's a a couple. It's a woman and her husband. She's like the president of it, but yeah. And, you know, they're... Oh, the mom, she's getting ready. She's freaking out. Like, in her zombie state that her friends are here, her face literally, like, falls off. (laughs) Like, it falls apart, and she goes... Oh. <laughs> it's the best response. It's and then Lionel uses super glue to what try to I tape it back do. on. That's what I would do. So anyways, the couple, this like, you know, middle-aged couple, fat, typical, like, English guy of the 50s and his stodgy, stodgy proper wife are sitting there eating dinner with them and in classic male fashion... That white dude doesn't even notice girlfriend Vera over here choking, wheezing, moaning, dying in front of him, just slurping his soup like all is fine. And he even says at later her, at the funeral. At yeah. her funeral later, she was a picture of health. Because you know what, ladies, ladies, this podcast is really just the men just like don't as long as they're getting fed or fucked, they're. They're happy. They don't care. Like, they're fine if you're dying. They don't care. Just give them some food. They won't notice that you're dying. (laughs) (sighs) So, the real gross scene is the the fat uh, male white dude wants his dessert before they leave. Because the wife's all like, alright, we need to leave. This is disgusting. So, the son brings in custard. And I knew this was going to be a hard thing for her to stomach. (laughs) Vera squirts the disgusting stuff from, well, I don't even know, her arm into the custard. And we get, like, a five-minute scene of this fat, gross white dude just mowing down on custard filled with whatever. That's all we'll say. I don't want you to throw up. Can I read you my notes from this yes. section? All right, here we go. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, here we go. 
can we put some real fancy music in here, like masterpiece theater theme yes. music? Ends notes for the grossest movie ever. What the fuck? I want to barf right now. For real, it's hard for me to watch this scene. People eating is gross. How much longer is this? I think maybe like an hour. I hope it's less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't less than an hour, you guys. It was like more than an hour. Sorry, let's get past the dinner scene. <laughs> it was gross. It was really gross. And there was also ear inside the soup. Let's <laughs> take that back to the window. Her, yeah, Vera's ear fell off and she ate it in her own out. soup. You hear her crunching like she's trying to chew up the earring, but she just spits that out. That's just a really awkward munchin. I'm not down for that. See, this is why I don't go to fancy <laughs> things like yeah, munchins you do something and brunches. Like, that. like, there might be a zombie woman, woman who eats her ear. I don't know. We see Vera's on the decline, hardcore, after these two leave. Tita shows up with her dog, Fernando, and Fernando runs in and just, like, runs upstairs, and you hear a yelp. They run upstairs, and disgustingly hilarious, but I don't know how you felt, but, like, what is it? He pulls the hair out of Vera's mouth, and mm. it turns out to be, like, the dog's tail. Yeah. It was gross. It was gross. I actually was kind of not looking during that Oh, scene. okay. It's really weird, because I have a very strong stomach for, like, 90% of things. This movie is gross. I just feel like I blocked out how gross it is in my head. Because a lot of really gross I'm used stuff. to how... I Like, I've seen it so many times. But then we get the sweet line, Your, your mother ate my dog! And it was amazing. The way she delivered it. Maybe I don't deliver it as well. <laughs> he does a really good job. Alright, so the nurse shows up, and then we get one of my favorite weird deaths of the movie. I mean, there's so many weird deaths of Well, the movie. yeah. Are you talking about his mom's death? No, the nurse. I don't care about the mom. Well, first we're gonna talk yeah. about the mom's... So, Vera dies, and the nurse says, Your mother's dead, Lionel. And all I could think of was Detox from Drag Race. Your mother's dead, Lionel. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. So the nurse, like, shoots or is sitting there, and then the mom pops up behind her and sticks her fingers into her cheeks, yeah. rips her head back, and then we have, like, this whole comedic thing the whole movie where the nurse's head flops back and forth. It's just hanging on by a flap or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because it's not connected because it was sliced off. How was it sliced off by just ripping through your cheeks? I feel like your cheeks would rip first. I mean... Why am I thinking about the don't worry. details of this? Don't worry about it. It's New Zealand. It... The, New Zealand doesn't have any rules. Like, anything goes. Anything goes in New Zealand. They don't even have police. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder how many random facts I can say about New Zealand. I want you to say as many as possible. The only mode of transportation in New Zealand is ostriches. New Zealand's water doesn't flush left or right. It flushes just straight down fast. Nobody <laughs> in New Zealand is over five foot eight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to New Zealand facts in a minute. <laughs> so we have all these zombies he throws into the basement because why the fuck not? Why does Lionel do anything he does? But he has to go buy tranquilizers. Tranquil <laughs> From the pharmacist in a giant 
old-timey five-gallon glass jug that's just labeled tranquilizer. Can I get that for, for our house, please? Well, first he's like... But filled with actual tranquilizers. He, he asked for something else, and then he's like, oh, you mean tranquilizers. But I wrote down at the scene because I really noticed, I mean, I've noticed before, but everyone in this movie is insanely played. Every little character just over-the-top acting. You know what? That's just how they do in New Zealand. In New Zealand? Oh, New Zealand. If you listen to this, we're sorry. If you listen to this, if New you Zealand. listen. The whole country of the New Zealand. The whole country. So, yeah, he goes back to the house like his mom tries to kill him. And I thought about the scene in Shaun of the Dead where he has to, like, kill his mom. Yeah. Right? That scene, honestly, whenever I watch that movie, I know it's a comedy. It's a funny movie. I have to, like, physically fight myself to, like, not cry during that scene. Because I'm like... Because <laughs> when he's like, she's my mom! She's my mom! It's, like, the sweetest thing in the world, and it's so sad. And it, like, made me think of this during this Because he movie. can't kill his mom, even he though He can't he's... kill his mom! Tommy would not be able to kill me. We go to the funeral scene. First, we get introduced to the creepy uncle who looks like he should run, like, a, like, a ska band in a local bar. I wrote that he was a perfect combination. Well, I wrote, who is this fat bastard? Oh, wait, he looks like he does. fat bastard plus Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah! He's like this combination of fat bastard and Rodney Dangerfield but just with a New Zealand accent. His sideburns just made me think of ska bands, though. Kind of shaved, but then he still had yeah, the sideburns. Yeah, just got the but He 50s. also looked like he had herpes on his mouth the whole time, yeah, too. And did. they kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And he had, like, an itch on his crotch. He was Aww. just a disgusting dude. Little, little playboy. some point, Lionel gets an amulet. Oh, we'll get to that. No, that's before the funeral. Oh, well, he got an amulet that looks like the sun and the... The star. It's ugly as fuck. It looks like it weighs about 8,000 pounds. Can you just make a cute, lightweight amulet? Thanks. <laughs> Something I could really wear. Like Thanks, gods. <laughs> maybe, like, one that's small enough to put on a keychain or something. That'd be nice. Yeah, if you could just, like, let me throw that. Make an app for it, actually. Like... If you can just let me throw that amulet app on my phone. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Siri, amulet app, now. <laughs> Siri, I need I need powers from like protection from the dark side. Thanks, now. Siri. Thank you. So we have a really awkward and weird scene at the graveyard or at the funeral where he's trying to plug his mom up with whatever tranquilizers and then whatever that part was lame. However, we go to the graveyard scene after where he goes back to the graveyard to do the same thing. And we get the coolest. Insane, stupid fight scene ever. Do you remember much about this scene? With the greaser boys? The greaser boys Wait. and the preacher. Well, I first need to talk about Lionel's suit at the funeral. I don't even remember what his suit was. Uh, it was way too small for him. Okay, listen, ladies and men. Like, <laughs> That's what to say. Everybody listen, because this is important. Pay attention. He had a three-button suit. He had the top button buttoned and no! it was way too tight. Listen, get a suit that doesn't tight. You need to get it to fit your... Shoulders. Yes, like get it tailored. It was way too tight around his chest. Second, he only had the top button buttoned. Oh, Guys. That's not what you do. You do the two. You have to do the two. 
I worked in formal wear. I fucking know how this works. The one button looks shitty. I don't care if you're from New Zealand. I don't care where you're from. You do two buttons if you're wearing a three-button suit. Two-button suit, you can wear one. Three, you do two. Here's a Fuck fact about New Zealand. All suits only have two buttons, so they have to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But you just... That's not right, because he wore three-button suit in this movie. You're just blowing your own theory. So we got these greaser punks who are just giving Lionel some shit. And he's, he's mean to. Oh, what did they say? He's oh. mean to. He's mean to. You're mean to. Steal his wallet. You're mean. So the main, like how you said, mental. The main greaser pisses on mom's mom's grave, and mom reaches up and grabs him by the dick, pulls him down to the grave, and I don't get what's happening here because he's shaking like his stomach's being clogged up, and blood is fanning out from the other side. I don't know how he's getting tore up. I don't know either. I was wondering that too. I was wondering that myself. You know what else I I was wondering? It looks like he was fucking the grave and blood was going everywhere. I wrote, you're probably wishing you would have opted for cremation, huh, Lionel? (laughs) Oh, that would have been such a brilliant move. Then we wouldn't have have had a movie. That's why I want to get cremated, y'all. I don't want to have to come back and, like, zombie you all. Come on. When this is going on... Our awesome preacher jumps down, and just like we get a preacher in the funeral part who's just can we call him quick. Max? I don't know if that's his name, he but looks I like want him to be Max. He's like cracking jokes, and he's witty, and he's like kind of grumpy at the funeral. As soon as we get to graveyard night scene fighting the greasers, he becomes like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. But like, he's like roundhouse kicking, through the air kicking. He's punching through people. He, like, rips off a guy's arm and then puts his leg around another arm and rips that arm off. He's just like... Why does he know how to do that? Because he kicks ass for the Lord. He does kick ass for the Lord. (laughs) But why? Why would a preacher know those sweet fucking kung fu moves? Because he's an exorcist. Am I right? You're pointing at me. Are you right? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) In New Zealand, all preachers have to take kung fu. I mean, why would he know that? Oh my god, I wrote the best line. Go. Damn preacher, are your legs made of razor blades? Because you're literally slicing people apart when you (laughs) kick them. (laughs) Preacher got bit in the big brawl with all the dudes. They did use the phrase mother love earlier, I wanted to point out too. Yes, they did. And I really loved that. Mother. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Lionel takes one of the greasers, the preacher, the nurse, and his mom to the basement, ties them up, and is taking care of them. And then they have the breakfast scene. The breakfast scene... I didn't watch that. The whole scene? I mean, I watched some of it. But when... As soon as he started feeding the nurse the scrambled eggs and they started coming out of her throat... You looked away. I was like... Bye. So the throat, the nurse's throat, she leans back, and then he realizes the nurse isn't getting shit, so he shoves it down her throat. The greaser guy shoves his spoon too hard through his mouth, and it goes out the back of his head, and the mom starts eating this, off the spoon, and the greaser guy gets all, like, whiny, like, woo! Those are my eggs. Yeah, exactly. I do love eggs. I like mine over easy, and you're <laughs> eating them. This is where we get, I think probably, I'm sure there's plenty out there, but the first time I've ever heard a scene of a zombie sex scene. I'm where sure there's so many. The preacher, who's been denied sex his whole life, 
is joined together with a nurse who's just there to help people, and they bang it out on the kitchen table. It's real gross. Real loud. Real loud. It's real loud, and it's real gross. And I don't... I didn't understand. I was like, so there's a table full of zombies. Why aren't they trying to kill Lionel? It's, but it's because he has the tranquil... He's yeah. tranquilizing them. So... They're sedated to the point where they're, like, functioning and able to fuck and eat scrambled eggs. <laughs> but yeah. they don't want to kill anybody. This fucking leads to... <laughs> I wrote down, Danny, can I eat your face? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because while they're having sex, the nurse, like, bites on to the preacher's face and, like, rips off his, like, lips. And we ha the rest of the movie, the preacher's got, like, just the zombie teeth look. So what happens, kids? When you have sex unprotectedly on a kitchen table while eating each other's face, you get zombie babies. Like instantly. Instantly. Like, apparently. That's what you get. Well, I wonder if it's this tranquilizer mixed with the sped up monkey virus. I don't know. It could be. Who knows? But so that nurse... baby is born, and it looks like Donald Trump. It does look like Donald Trump. I wrote it and I underlined did too. it. So much. It looks like Donald Trump. I took up half a page underlining my notes. So the nurse has a baby and it looks like Donald Trump and creepy. This is the part where I wanted to talk to you about the park scene. Hmm. Hold on, let me tell you about the park scene before you tell me your thoughts on it. Okay. Let's say you make this disgusting movie, right? You are like way under budget. You've done so well. You have all this extra money. What do you decide to film? You're gonna go to the playground and just Film a guy beating the shit out of a baby doll. That scene was thrown in because <gasps> they went way over under budget <laughs> and they were like, well, let's do a park scene where he takes... Because it makes no sense. Why would he take a zombie baby to the park? It's because they had extra money. They're like, well, let's just do this. <laughs> now, tell me your thoughts on the park scene. First off, he's pushing the baby around in one of those old-fashioned prams. You know, old-timey strollers. He's having a hell of a time controlling that thing. I never wanted to get that style of stroller because of Ghostbusters 2. <gasps> like, I purposely was like, I'm never getting that kind of But that's just because Oscar was a special baby. You know what? In every freaky, like, subway video of, like, a runaway baby stroller... Anytime you watch a runaway baby stroller video, it's that. For as how much I or for how much I love Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, I'm surprised that's not my first th thought of it. I always think of Rosemary's Baby, where she's like reaching over and it's one of those kind of carriages, like patting it or like playing with whatever the demon oh, baby is. Oh yeah. Like I always think of that when I look at those kind of carriages. Yeah, I mean I totally get that. So too. basically, those kind so of carriages mean evil, demons. So don't get them, and if you do, you're clearly Satan. Clearly. We know who you are. We've got your number. New Zealanders. Um. So <laughs> he just basically like beats the shit out of this baby at the park. Cause we like, know that wouldn't happen today. We know all those moms would be up and in his face and taking that child and calling protective services right there. I mean, there. there's no way that would happen at all. I don't care if it's a zombie baby. Can you imagine if I was somewhere and I saw a parent doing that? First off, I would call CPS just for the stroller alone. And I would be like, somebody, <laughs> somebody at the park has a haunted pram. You need to get down here. 
immediately. <laughs> but for real, though, like, I would beat the shit out of somebody that I saw doing a fraction of what that guy was doing to that little possessed Donald Trump baby. Donald Trump baby! So he, like, beats the shit out of this kid, like, just slams his head on all the playground equipment. (laughs) Just beats the shit out of him. (laughs) Looks at all the moms and goes, he has allergies. (laughs) I just want to talk about the true love of, what is her name, Chiquita? Not Chiquita. Chiquita? Chiquita. Chiquita? 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 Wait. Bagheera? No, that's the the Pamphlet Jungle Book. It's Bagheera. She, like, walks down in the basement, sees five zombies, four human, or four adults, one baby, and is, like, instantly back in love with Lionel. She's, like, kissing his head. She's, like, I can help you with this. That is true fucking love. I have been with you for a long time, and if I walked in the basement that was happening, I would be out. If you had five zombies you were feeding. I feel like that is a lie yeah, because you oh, look at you, you tend to I make, would be with you. I would probably be like, have fun with this, bye. Fast forward, creepy uncle comes. Oh, the zombies oh. were given Adderall. Really? And some stimulants. Oh yeah, yeah. So Oh, he was trying to poison them. That was this whole scene, you're right. Yeah. But instead of point it was poison for normal humans, but it was animal stimulants. Okay, so here's here is what happens for like the rest of the movie. Hey, I wanna go into details. So drunk Uncle Rodney Dangerfield, fat motherfucker, fat bastard, is like, yo, Lionel, your mom died and she left me out of the will. And oh I stumbled upon this basement full of zombies you had. I guess you better give me all of your money in the house. And Lionel's like, sweet, okay, fine. Don't call the police on me. Fat fuckface invites all of his friends over for a raging party. So this last like 35 minutes of the movie. It's like the most amazing zombie scene ever. Like, I could just watch this last 35 minutes of the movie and be happy. (laughs) The whole last 35 minutes, I was like, is this fucking movie over yet? She really did not enjoy it. (laughs) And I did like a few scenes. I liked when the guy's rib cage was just ripped out of his body, just Full, like, he was laying yeah. on the ground and someone's just like, Ugh, I'm gonna rip out your whole ribcage. That was pretty cool. And then when the guy's, like, he was laying on the ground and the guy, like, pulled his face skin off, just pulled it off over the top of his head. I'm illustrating it right now, but you guys can't <laughs> see it because this is a podcast. But, like, I'm laying on the couch and, like, She's like ripping her skin off her face right now. I'm pulling my face skin off my I like that when the guy's good. like half stuck in the wall and he gets pulled out and they like ripped off everything but his bones of his legs, but his shoes are still on. Oh my god, that was the, the best. I didn't understand how that happened. Let's see, I like. So the, like everybody got infected because obviously there's a basement full of zombies yeah, just and a raging nuts. house party with a bunch of like douchey. Makes douches There's also, like, this douchey hipster dude with glasses who's, like, taking pictures the whole show, whole movie, or whole end scene, and, like, he gets, uh, weed whackers, what are they called? A lawnmower? No, the, the, like, clippers. Yeah. 
He gets it stuck into his throat. Oh, you have the hiccups like every episode. <laughs> and they, he gets them ripped open, and the top half from his mouth up of his head gets chopped off. That half of the head is like important the whole rest of the movie. I liked when the two girls were stuck in the room with the one other girl zombie. They somehow like slammed her back onto the wall with the socket light. with the light and like turned it on and her whole uh, her whole head lit her up. whole head was illuminated and it was re- really beautiful, you guys. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And the whole like half last half hour of the movie when all of this stuff is going on, Lionel's up in his attic, a- attic, just looking at like you know old family memories yeah. and stuff, just really reliving the past and realizing that his mom actually killed his dad and the girl and the mistress that. because she found out his dad was cheating on her. Yeah, like you said, the last like twenty minutes of the movie or so on, all this shit's going on downstairs, and he is like literally. He reminds me of like Clark Gris- Griswold up in the attic, like watching home videos oh. and like. What? Learning about the past while this is going on. And then he also has to battle the most stupid of the monsters of the movie is, like, the organs of one of the greasers that, like, chases him down throughout the movie. Lionel comes back in to save the day, finally, with a lawnmower strapped to him, and we have the goriest scene ever. It is said to be the bloodiest movie of all time, mostly because they used 300 liters of blood for this whole last scene. That's 132 gallons of blood that they squirted all over during the final scene. As far as that's the bloody especially B movie ever made. Like they just squirted so much fucking blood. Even New York Times called it the goriest film of all time. There was just so much fucking blood and so much guts and things flying everywhere. It was really good though. I really love it. <laughs> right. And then we get to the end part. Yes. Mum comes back up as this giant like puppet creature monster thing. Like how the fuck did she She's come back? She's basically all of like the female parts. Breasts, womb, head. And she's up on the roof. She opens her stomach to put Lionel back in her... Her womb. In her womb. In her safe place. So once he slides back in, she goes into the stomach and it shuts. We just know. Like, I don't know. It reminded me of the song we've listened to all day, Return to Innocence. Because he returns there. Mostly I just love the giant puppet creature thing. Like, that is the coolest... It is pretty great. It is really great, honestly. I I do love... I said, okay, the giant puppet is definitely cool, but I'm so over this movie and I wanted to end. (laughs) So the movie ends finally for Anne's sake with the mom dying and them walking away from the burning house. (laughs) And... That is the movie. So, now that you've talked about it, do you still hate it as much? No, I didn't hate it ever. What would you rate I just it? And tell me why. I have a really hard I would say it's like a 7. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I there were just a few scenes in there that are really gross and I understand that it's like gross to me and it's not gross to everybody. Yeah. That's my personal like I thought we were pretty much on the same Gross level because when we watched Threshold, when we watched Night of Something Strange, I was grossed out by everything you were grossed out by. Let's wrap this yeah. bad boy up. 
Uh, first off, I want to say that when I release this, which is tomorrow, Friday, we will be at How To Halloween Con in Lan the Lansing Center. I wrote this stuff down because usually I'm too drunk to remember it. Saturday, October 28th, this Saturday, um, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Media Dungeon, we will be at a booth. So if you want to come talk to us about your favorite scary movies, or if you want to be on the podcast, because we'll be doing a podcast at some point, it's our first con. We're going to wing it. We might, hopefully it turns out well, we're going to be doing raffles. So if you come to Lansing and you go to this con, it's going to be an awesome con, by the way. I think. I've never been. But it, from the map, it looks like it's going to be fucking cool. There's like a Jurassic Park area and an alien area. Mm -hmm. It's all spooky. How to Halloween con. The Lansing Center, October 28th, our first con. We may be rusty, or not rusty, we may be new, newbies. Is that the right word? Whatever. <laughs> but we're going to try, and then we'll get better the next time we do a con. Yeah. But we're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, so you come to it and enjoy. Also, the Detroit Ghostbusters will be there. They're nice guys. I've met most of them. Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous? Not at all. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, of course I'm excited. It'll be great. And also, this is the last episode we've been posting beforehand, so I want to say a happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Give your candy freely and generously. Stay spooky. Ooh. Bye. Bye.